Hey, welcome back to another episode of Sports Refine Podcast. I'm your host, your best host, Nam, the AKA Premium Nam, alongside my man, Mr. Rel Too Real. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Hey, what's going on, what's going on? Chill, man. Yo, you got a cut? I got a cut, too. <laughs> yeah, I had to. I was looking crazy. I was looking crazy. I was wearing the hats and, you know, and scarves and do-rags. I was like, all right, bro, I got to do something. <laughs> so, I was talking to my barber, and I was like, yo, like, can I get the Jalen Rose package? You know, like. Here you go. Well, I was just watching him dunk on somebody, too. You're crazy. But shout out to my hat. God bless everybody who hating on me. This is for us. <laughs> God bless everybody who hating on the podcast. We're going to pray for y'all, and we're going to keep it rolling. You feel me? <laughs> Smooth, smooth, smooth. Um, let's get right into it. So I don't. This is a sensitive topic, right? Deshaun Watson yeah. with um, he has about twenty-two allegations now about sexual misconduct, sexual mm-hmm. harassment within um, massage parlors and whatnot. Um, what is so? It's not really. It, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, personally, I feel like it's like really suspect that you know it comes to the forefront as he's trying to be removed from the organization. Uh, but if it is true, I'm not saying, you know, it's all lies. I don't really, we none of us really know the truth. Um, but if it is true, we just ask that he be, I, we ask that the penalty, we ask that the treatment is the same across the board. Because, you know, as we've seen before, all of our black athletes get way more scrutiny than the white athletes and all that. So we just ask, you know, if he is responsible, you know, keep that same energy when it's everybody else. Don't just pick and choose when y'all want to have, you know, the hard scrutiny and the hard penalties and removing people from the league and endorsement deals and all that. And it's just sad that some of the uh, – that's probably one of the biggest things going on right now, sexual assault allegation. This ruining careers by a simple mention. Like, the, you know, like the trials are not even being done. The proof is not even being – presented and people are losing endorsement deals and all type of stuff. So like, that's probably that when it comes to word of mouth of that, like a sexual assault allegation or misconduct allegation, that's, it's tough. So it's like, you know, make sure we just hope it's not a money scheme or we hope it's not a plot because this man is, you know, trying to take control of his future and move how he wants to move instead of being told what to do. And, you know, it's, unfortunate man but we got to stick together and we just ask like we're not saying he's innocent we're just asking like to keep the treatment and the penalty the same across the board for all of for everybody who was a uh a, a offender that's it yeah so um i'm in agreement with you because i'm not sh- so if he did it then once again i agree like punish him to the punish him accordingly to what you've done to people in the past right like Ben Rothenberger, he had a few sexual misconduct um, allegations, and he only got suspended for four, four games, you know? And mm-hmm. he didn't have any sponsorships pulled or anything of that nature, right? So mm-hmm. I think for Deshaun Watson, I think if, if that's the case, then, like, let that be that. Mm-hmm. In regards to the, the allegations, my thing is, if you were watching uh, – first of all, ESPN is – they're violating. They're, like, they're running his name through the mud, Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson. God bless his soul. But um, one of the reports was it happened in 2020, right? 
And I'm like, hey, like, why did you come forward then? Right? Like, if it happened a year ago, right? right? So this happened a year ago. He just signed a, he signed a contract in the summertime for a four-year extension. Now it's like he wants to go and it's like, oh, yeah, well, you did this back in the past. So, like, let's bring it up. That's, like, weird, you know? Like, and then also, hey, like, if he's such a bad person, right, then just trade him. <laughs> like, <laughs> if he's really such a bad if he's bad for your capital, if he's bad for your brand and everything, just trade him. Right. So and the like, thing, the thing with this type of allegation, it used to be the people, the the accusers, they come out later because oh, I was scared, da da da. But in recent years, you've been saying that that's no longer been an excuse. Like it's been a whole movement it's been a whole movement behind. you feel me like it's been a whole movement behind that so like you said that the timing is weird especially 2020 people's out protesting and all that like that was probably one of the best times to be like yo nah he touched me like you feel like and it's like like you said i don't want to be a conspiracy theorist but it's just like come on bro the timing of that it's like and then it's like y'all just dragging him through the mud do y'all even have the proof where's the proof like present the proof Try them as such and keep it pushing. Like, you don't have to do all the other, but you know how it goes. There's people still ripping Michael Vick to shreds, and it, it's been proven that he, he didn't have anything to do with it. It was just his house. So it's just like, it's a repeat It's a repeat action of, you know, dragging black athletes through the mud. We don't want to make it a racial thing, but it, 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 it is what it is. It's like, what do you want us to do? We can't ignore it. So it's like, at this point, if it's tied to him wanting to move and we see like, it's like a, a railroad type situation like people are aware now people keep seeing the same type of situations pop up and we're starting to see the pattern like we're starting to see like this is how they get down it's, it's dirty out here so it's like people tired of it it's like yo let that man he just won't play football let that man you really like let that man go because a lot of people y'all kept in the league that and beat their girlfriends up and all time y'all ain't say nothing Miller, like, like he come on he ben roethlisberger like, like come on bro like <laughs> so it's like we gotta we gotta do better if you're gonna and it's crazy because most of the athletes who get the big contracts are African African Americans. Like who get the big long term franchise tags is more so African Americans now. So it's like, come on, bro. We like we gotta we gotta do better in protecting each other, not even protecting each other, being fair. You feel me? Like if it's a false allegation, protect him. He's part of your corporation that brings you millions of dollars. Like that's come on, that's not cool, but politics and everything man it's weird out here prayers to him i hope he keeps his head up yeah i hope he keeps his head up get through it like especially when you know it's all lies that's tough to try to you know keep working through because it's like yo that puts a strain on everything your family it's a lie to come back try to build your reputation back like that sticks with you like it can be proven that all of that was a lie but for some reason people will still carry that that will be attached to his name forever now so it's like that's really trash Mm. All right, that's a piece we have to get off of our chest, you know. Um, let's switch over to NBA, right? ESPN, this is like crazy, right? ESPN released their top 25 under 25. Remember, so when they released it, the main criteria is for future potential, right? For future mm-hmm. potential. So I forget the top five, but I just know they put Luca number one, Zion number two, and LaMelo number three. The four and five, mm-hmm. I really don't really care about. But personally, if you ask me, Stephen A. Smith was mad about this, but I'm like, I'm even more mad because Lamelo should be number one. <laughs> like, hands down, should be number one. Not Luca, not Zion. 
like what are they doing is great and all, but I think for LaMelo, right? Look at where he's coming into, right? He doesn't have, he has a broken down Gordon Hayward. Everyone else is like, I, I wouldn't say they're not really lottery picks, right? I think Malik Monk went lottery and Miles Bridges, but everyone else is like regular people, right? Like you, you're starting sentence biz back me on both. Like seriously, on the flip side, for Luca, you have KP, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Luca. Plus, you have a Hall of Fame championship winning coach and Rick Carlisle, right? Mm-hmm. And then in New Orleans, you have Lonzo, Ingram, Josh Hart, and Zion. Even Steven Adams. These these were all top 10 picks. These are all lottery picks. And it's like, yo. Lamelo's legit number one. First of all, did you know the Hornets are fourth right now in the East? Yo, I saw the I saw fourth the standards. Right now. I said, "Oh snap!" Because I was in disgust at the Knicks dropping to eighth again. I'm just like, bro. <laughs> so like, but, Stephen, everyone's like, I'm I'm listening and watching TV, but I'm like, hey, like, nah, like, if anything, Ethan, you guys got it wrong. Lamelo's definitely number one for a kid to come in and not be able to start being a third draft pick. My thing for Luca, he came in and he was he was handed the keys, right? Like he was like, "All right, Luca, this is your team now. Let's see what you can do." Even for Zion, like this is first year where he actually can play, and they try to make him a point guard, right? So like they're giving him the ball, like so they're like, "Hey, here you go." This idiot James Borrego going to take in a Devontae Graham injury and like thirty games later figure out, "Oh, this kid can actually go." And I'm like. That's a lot of uphill battle for this kid, man. Like, also, my last point, my last point. Do you know the Hornets had five national televised games today? I mean, this this, this year, and that's all because of Lamelo, man. Like, that is all because of Lamelo. We haven't seen we haven't seen the Hornets on TV since Kimbo was on the team and they were the Bobcats. Like, we we've rarely seen, or when they played the Knicks. That's probably the only time we see them on TV. How was um? I was gonna go to a Hornets game, right? And um, so the tickets were four hundred dollars, right? Excuse me. Tickets were four hundred dollars, right? And I'm like, all right, no problem. But then Lamelo got hurt. Tickets went down to forty dollars. I said, no way, (laughs) no way. The same exact tickets that was four hundred. It was like three ninety eight, three ninety seven. So I ran out to four hundred. But as soon as he broke his fractured wrist, he right, it went down to forty two dollars. I was like, oh nah, like, nah, that's crazy, bro. He's not. That's crazy. I don't understand what what are we watching here? Like, <laughs> this man legit changed the whole franchise. How's he not the number one player under twenty five? Like this is like he's legit doing what LeBron did in Cleveland. Well, you know, Luca's the NBA's baby right now, and yeah, you can't touch Luca. <laughs> they want Zion. They want Zion to be the LeBron, you know, the LeBron of this generation with the high school hype, the AAU hype, and the one and done. Like they, they want Zion to be the next physical specimen because LeBron is on his way out, and they just want Luca to be the next international, you know, nice story. But you can't deny LaMelo's IQ. You can't deny his impact. You can't deny what he did for the franchise. And no matter how any of us feel, Michael Jordan is hurt again because he started getting praised. <laughs> he started looking like he knew what he was doing. And young boy got hurt. So it's just like, eh, 
Uh, but I don't really care for that list. I don't care for none of their lists because I saw another list that said Allen Iverson was the worst MVP in the last decade. They did the the MVP oh, of the last the decade MVP, list. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And they put him all the way at the bottom. And I said, these people have lost their mind. And it's crazy because last night I was watching the game, not even last night, this morning. We was watching the game, the Bucks and the Sixers, the game seven before he went to the finals. And I'm just like looking at his roster and I'm just like, there's no way this man carried this team all the way through the playoffs. <laughs> All the way through the play, every other play, he's getting off the floor. Like, there's no way he carried this team all the way through the playoffs and got to the finals and stopped the Lakers. He gave them an L. That was their first loss the entire playoffs. Y'all got to say he's the worst MVP in the last 10 years? It's crazy. Who would you, who would you say is the worst MVP in the last – off that list? Who you uh, dang, I, I don't even know where the list is at. Um – who they had on the list? Like right, Kevin Garnett. Not even. It was Kevin Garnett. It was Derrick Rose. It was Steve Nash, of course. Steph Curry. But it, it went back all the way to 2001, right? So just if you think about your head, about everybody who was an MVP. So a lot of people give um, Westbrook a flat because he's like, oh. I was, I was going to say it would either be Westbrook or Harden in the sense that I can even say Steve Nash because I'm I like definitely going to Steve Nash. That's definitely the worst MVP. <laughs> worst MVP. And he wasn't supposed to get two of them, bro. <laughs> that was definitely the worst. MVP. I'm not mad. Like I'm mean, nobody's hating, but he was. We all know what's up with that. He wasn't supposed to get two of them. One, uh, Kobe was supposed to get one of those, and one of the years I think Shaq was supposed to get the other one. But yeah, I'm like, bro. Out of everybody I named, Iverson was the only one. Probably like. Out of three people on that list, he was the only one to get his team to the actual finals that year. Westbrook <laughs> didn't do it. Harden didn't do it. Doug Rose didn't do it. Steve Nash didn't do it. So I'm like, how was he the worst? That, that doesn't make any sense. So I was just like, listening to the ESPN analytics and these so-called experts, like, who gave y'all the – who told y'all y'all know what y'all talking about? Please. Please. Because I was sitting there, I was naming people on the roster, and I'm naming people and laughing. I'm like, these people don't even know who these people are. Y'all didn't even know Rajah Bell played on the 60s. Y'all didn't know Jermaine Jones and Eric Snow and Tyrone. Y'all don't know who these people are. So it's like, y'all, come on. It's like, I'm picking my battles on who to argue basketball with. But that list really pissed me off. And I was just like, are you serious? Iverson is the worst MVP out of all these people y'all named? Like, are you serious? Come on, bro. Yeah. So let's uh, change topics. Let's just get it here, right? Um. Wiseman, right, for the Warriors. It's going to be like a very Warriors-centric like, thing right now, but not because of Steph or anything, but just like mm-hmm. who they have on their team. So James Wiseman said he gets mentored by Kyrie and KD. And um, what, what's your take? What, what's your – how do you feel about that? I don't know. I think you start out as a fan, and when you get a chance to talk to them, you just – Ask what you can ask, you know, by getting basketball knowledge and then it may grow into something. So I don't want to say like he broke his neck and went out to seek them because of their names. But I just think, you know, he came across, asked a question and, you know, I can see Kyrie or Katie saying, yo, if you have any questions, just hit me up. And, you know, that begins to grow and like, all that. But every day, though, like every like like he talks to them every day. 
I mean that who we don't have anybody's call logs. We don't <laughs> we don't know. No, no. So it's like if this is what he said in a press conference. Okay, like, I mean it doesn't make sense in terms of it depends on everybody would say straight off the back it doesn't make sense because he doesn't play any of their positions. So it's like how much you feel me? And then it's like boy, you play with Steph Curry. Then it's like you play with Draymond Green, but it's like I don't. It, it depends how you know. Sometimes you relate the messages. Or I could see him asking KD, how did you play with these guys? I could see him saying, yo, Draymond is really intense. How did you stay focused and not get so agitated with playing? I could see stuff like that. But I, I don't know. Kyrie, I don't know. Like I said, you can start off as a fan and it just – because I'm Kobe started off as a fan. He just kept asking Mike stuff, kept asking Mike stuff, and – you know, if they take a liking to you, they'll keep giving you the information. Mike said, yo, I took a liking to him, so I started giving him secrets. And you feel me? Like, so I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Man, listen. James Wiseman might be the worst draft pick in the last 10 years, man. This guy. Like, he just hurt his knee. He literally just hurt his knee. So, so first, I get he's out for the season now. But second of but, all, my thing is like, hey, like, so you have a good point. Like, what if he's calling Katie? How do you play with Draymond and Steph? But I'm like, hey, like, you should go to Steph because, like, Steph it, Steph has to play with Draymond, <laughs> and they don't get into no beef. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, hey, you should, like, how do you deal with Draymond? That's the situation. Because obviously KD couldn't handle it because he left, right? So it's like, why are you asking somebody who left the Warriors about the Warriors? That makes no sense, right? I'm saying he probably started as a, he started as a fan. And I'm like, bro. Look, like, if, you play with, if you play with Kobe – if you play with Kobe and Shaq every day, it becomes ask Kobe and Shaq. But when you come across, you get a chance to have a conversation with Michael Jordan. It's oh snap, it's Michael Jordan. Like you, you start to downplay like who's actually not downplay, but it's like who's in your locker room now is like normal. <laughs> it's like yo, that's Michael Jordan. That's that's Kevin Durant. That's you feel me? Like so, I don't know. I don't know. They still little his sister, this little kid. But, but see, this is why I like LaMelo, right? When LaMelo, they were like, hey, like, are you, like, psyched up to play LeBron? He's like, no, like, I play everybody the same way. Like, take, I take everybody seriously. That's a professional answer. Why okay. are you here being a fan? So I'm like, hey, like, you're, you're, you should not, you're terrible, bro. Like, get him out of here. Wiseman, we don't know Wiseman's father to be animated and be all over the news and all up in the videos. No, so, let's talk so, about, so let's talk about Anthony Edwards, right? Anthony Edwards, when they, um... When they beat the Knicks that one time, and he was like, hey, like, he said, hey, what happened Like down the stretch? He said, yo, we just wanted anybody. We only wanted RJ to shoot the ball, right? And then he said that, yeah, we want RJ to shoot the ball. Like, he don't, ca- he don't care. Like, he don't care, like, who he's going to crap on. Even Draymond was like, hey, like, I like him. He goes. Like, he talks back. He's like, okay, you can't guard me. And he doesn't move. So you see the first draft pick and the third draft pick being pros and saying like, hey, like we we trying to win, and you here calling the enemy about a system. But uh, it, it's a testament to why they're one and two. Like Edwards can go, Lamelo can go. You just say he's top, he's top five of the three five. Like man, why? So, is he I mean, man? I'm a, well, he got ample time to talk to him now. How do you deal with injury? How do you deal with sitting <laughs> up for a year? Like you got ample time now, bro. So. <laughs> Get all the information you could get. So, <laughs> I guess. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I didn't trip it, bro. <laughs> Let's put another Warriors player, right? 
Draymond Green, I think he's always in the for the month of April and March, he's always been in like in the news, right? So every year. Every year, right? So he recently said that these players, these young players are soft as hell, right? Mm-hmm. And um a lot of people giving flack was like, oh well, Draymond, like these people grew up differently, this and third. Trash talk is not about everything. This is on a KD's podcast. And um I kind of agree with him, right? Because like I understand if you're more skilled. So my thing is, I always get to argument about my brother about this situation, right? I would think the 90 players are the better players, right? And um, he's like, oh, no, we have more talent here. This and third. But I'm like, what good is talent if you can't use it? Right. right? Like, you have all these skills and you have all these bags of tricks. But it's like, if you only need two or three to be a great player, then why are you not focused on two and three? So it's like, in regards to the trash talk, like, you play ball. We coach younger kids. But we see, like, when our younger kids start trash talking, sometimes they play better, right? Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes, like, they make four or five shots in a row, like, oh, give me the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, I want the ball now, right? Compared to players who don't talk and they're, like, mute and they're soft. And those are the players who get bullied over and, like, that's not good. So I think um, I agree with Draymond saying these players are soft as hell because it's, like, you know, like, it's a men. Sports is 90% mental. So if you have somebody like in your air all the time, yada, 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 and then you, and you can't go, then it's like, yo, he's like, he's showing you up. Like, what are you doing here? So what's your take on him saying they soft as hell? What do you, what's your take on the critics saying that, oh, he's just an old man on his lawn, like yelling and whatnot. That's, that's the phrase, right? Old man yelling on the lawn. Like, I don't know what it is. I was waiting for you to finish because like, what are, what are we really discussing, bro? He didn't say anything wrong. Everybody's oh, so no freaking... Everybody's so freaking sensitive, but it's kind of funny him saying that because even his era was is soft, but it's like he sees it getting softer, so he, he has a right to voice his opinion. But it's like, come on, bro! Like Michael Jordan said, this joint is ninety percent mental. The other ten percent is well, five percent is your actual skill, and the other five is you actually putting in the work. So if you like. What do we say? How, when we was coaching Brooklyn Bridge, uh, Wolves, we would look for the Wolves. Mm-hmm. We would see who the Wolf was when it got crunch time, when trash talking would begin. We would see who was shy and we would see who turn up. And it's like, yo, like, y'all scared of contact. That's just why they had to change the defense. Y'all get a whole bunch of money. So y'all pretty much put on a pedestal where you guys could sit and rest now for half the season because you're worth $28 billion. And it's like, bro, yeah, come on, bro. And it's like, it's, it's, it's whack. It's making the game whack. True fans are like, yo, the NBA is trash. Like, and it's translating down to college as well. Like, the, the NBA is supposed to set the standard. If it's soft there, it's going to trickle down. It's going to trickle down. It's going to trickle down. So it's trickling down into the way Kids can't even get yelled at in college no more. Oh, you, you're coaching too hard. Like, and these coaches been coaching these universities for 40 years. Like, I'm pretty sure they know what they're doing. It's trickling down to high school now. And it's like, yo, the kids want to transfer anytime. Yo, the coach is crazy. They soft, man. It's, it, life comes with adversity. For most people, ball is life. <laughs> it comes with <laughs> adversity. Like, you feel me? So, like, trash talking is nothing but a measurement to get in your head and see where your game is at. Either you're going to shy away or you're going to step up to the plate. And that's all I said. Most of these people wouldn't even last in the 90s. No, when they wouldn't last. And people like, oh, the talent was wacker, but those were men. 
<laughs> you cannot just you can't just come run across the lane and do what you want. You're gonna get an elbow, you're gonna get a hip check, you're gonna get hit in the ribs. Like I said, I was watching Iverson. This was 2001. This wasn't even the 90s. Every other place getting off the floor. Like Rasheed Wallace and nobody putting 60 up on us. Why? Because we hurting him by 30. Like, nah, he hot. Give him <laughs> an elbow when he comes through. It's like, yeah, nobody thinks like that no more. It's like everything's nice. He's good. He's supposed to have 85. What? <laughs> 85 on who? <laughs> 85 on me? <laughs> he got to have 85 on you on another team because I'm going to get you right up out of here. Coach, GM, he got to go. Talk about he, nah, let him shoot. He hot. If he make it, he make it. No, no, no. So that mindset is destroying the game. And it's like, yeah, we all sound like a whole bunch of old has-beens, but it's like, yo, we lived a different era of basketball. So to see it get watered down, of course we got to voice our opinions. Like, y'all going to say we sound like old people because y'all wasn't here for the real basketball. This is all y'all know. You feel me? So there's a lot of there's a lot of people who call LeBron a go, and I had to understand that's all they know. They never saw Kobe in his prime. They saw Kobe at the end. They never saw Mike. They only have YouTube. Like we seen this, this stuff live. So it was like you got to understand what people's mindsets is that. But he's right. And the critics, the analytics, the critics, they're gonna say whatever they want to say. I mean, Draymond is like the Dennis Schrodman, Ron Artest of this era but not as raw. Like, he wants to be, but he technically can't. He still has to be very politically correct. Mm-hmm. But I see what he's getting at. So, like, he's the guy who ruffles feathers now. He's the guy who get everybody, whatever. But all the top dogs, nobody, nobody disagrees with him. LeBron, no. LeBron have been around for a minute. He know. <laughs> he ain't saying nothing. He, he know that man ain't saying nothing wrong. KD been around and got beat up in Seattle. They've been around for it some time. So, it's like, he ain't saying nothing wrong. Whatever. These little kids got man up. Y'all getting all this money. Man up. All right. So this is like in regards to Steve Kerr now, right? The Warriors head coach. So Arizona recently just fired Sean Miller from the head basketball coach. So essentially, like, he was the guy who got called with the allegations and, like, actually, like, paying kids off and things of that nature, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of rumors spreading around, like, Steve. they want Steve Kerr to coach the Arizona Wildcats. Or do you think Brad St- – or if you're Brad Stevens, you like, yo, Boston, you guys are a crapshoot. I'm going <laughs> to take my talent back <laughs> to college and, like, actually get these kids to just play basketball where I can be a living, le- a, a living legend. Um, Like I said before about Brad Stevens, he really fits the Boston culture, the look and the identity of, you know, if, like, they really buy in, I guess they could be a really good team. But on the grand scheme of things, they're not winning a championship anytime soon. So – you get analyze what you're getting paid in Boston and see what Arizona talk about, and you make a decision like that. And as for Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr would just be the name. He doesn't really develop anybody. Like, he walked into a machine. Now it's time for him to build, and we, we're seeing what's happening. You can say, oh, my main guys are hurt, but it's like, bro, you still got a coach. You're an NBA coach. You still got like, <laughs> to develop. You feel me? So, like, if your whole career is based on Steve Kerr, I mean, on Stephen Curry, should you have a job? Eventually, he's gonna retire. Then what? <laughs> like, what are you gonna like? What are you gonna do? Retire with him. So, I mean, I can see that happening. I can see that happening. So, hey, forget both of them. Give Mark Jackson a job. Yeah, I think Mark Jackson done, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's not. It's the politics. The politics that make yeah, you yeah, say yeah. whatever. Like you know what it is, and you just stay away. But if we talk in terms of basketball and furthering basketball, and somebody who's gonna teach and develop 
Mark Jackson, bro. But out of those two, I would go Brad Stevens over Steve Kerr. Easy. All right, cool, cool, cool. So we're on the same page. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Brad Stevens. I am getting out of here. Hey, thank you, Danny Ainge, but I'm gone. Like, I'm out, bro. I'm you out. think of, first of all, you have a chance to rebuild a, a program, right? It's a D1 program. You're sponsored mm-hmm. by Nike. So the athletes are going to come to you regardless, right? And you're on a Pac-12. So you're on a side where, like, you only play, like, U- U- USC and UCLA and, like, Gonzaga and then What? That's, like, a no-brainer. I mean, Jalen yeah. and Jalen Brown, no, I'm out, bro. Like They make the same amount of money and coach less games? Like, 50 less games? Like, yeah. So I, if I'm Brad Steven, I'll Steve Kerr, I don't know, like. So my and I feel like NBA. Is, I feel like NBA is more high maintenance anyway with the players because, like, like we just said, the contracts are higher. So it's like you know they hear you there, you know, see your schemes, X and O's. But if they already, I'm a hundred twenty million dollar man in my head. It's, you know, it's different from guys who are hungry trying to get to that level. Mm-hmm. So if they look at you, they respect you, they see what you're trying to do, they understand or feel like your stuff works, they'll buy in. As opposed to NBA players who already feel like they make it. Some of them. Don't even really care about a ring. They just cared about getting out the hood, feeding their family, you know? And it's just like, oh, let me get these buckets. Like, So it's like, what do you want your legacy to be as a coach? And what do you want your impact to be in terms of the game of basketball as a whole? Like, what do you want to leave? Of course, you want an NBA ring, but, like, if you can, if you don't get an NBA championship ring as a coach, and but you sent 50 kids to the NBA, is that not the same thing? So... So, like, sticking to your point with the legacy of coach, I think that actually is more important here, right? Because, like, for if you're in college, right, like, college is weird where it's, like, they don't even count the championship. If you want a championship, sure, but they'll be like, oh, like, Syracuse, Jim Beheim, oh, yeah, he went to 12 Final Fours, and that, that's a stat. And it's like, oh, my gosh, he, he's a good team. So right. it's, like, watered down a little bit, per se, but it's like, hey, like, you can everybody always remember Steph Curry's Elite Eight with Davidson, like mm-hmm. always. So it's like you have more chances to make history in college than you do in the NBA. Because at the end, at the end of the day, if you not won a title, then it's like, damn, bro. Like, so like, as a coach in the NBA, getting to the finals is not like how people decorated for LeBron, and it's like for the players in college, when being a national champion, that goes on your resume, but. For coaches, is how many times you got to the final four. Uh-huh. Which you feel me? Like, oh, he always makes the tournament. Their team is always in the final four. Like, and that that is important when it's 200 freaking schools. So I I understand it, but yeah, it goes back to how what do you want your legacy to be as a coach and for the game of basketball? So cool, cool, cool. All right, my last warrior bid, right? Steph Curry is a free agent the next year. Mm-hmm. Should he stay in Golden State? Or should he go to the Lakers? He's a loyal dude. If he goes to the Lakers, I'm not watching basketball no more. What? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm turning on. I'm, I'm, not, every I'm game. not watching basketball no more. <laughs> I'm watching every game. I'm not watching basketball no more. But everybody would say that would balance out because of the Brooklyn Nets. It's like, bro, y'all, they, they, we don't even know what they're going to do this year. Like, relax. They still have to win the championship for y'all to no, go in the panic that's mode. Why, that's why it's a, your team that's not the next year thing, right? It's not, it's not a now. But it's like the next one won the title next year, and they like are in the finals again next year, and you can't really do anything. I'm like, hey, like honestly, I'm not gonna hold you. Like having Steph team up with LeBron and things of that nature, I think it's gonna bring us back to the Lakers versus 
Celtics. We haven't had that. The closest thing we had was the Warriors and Cavs, but the Warriors are so much better than the Cavs. So it, wasn't, it really wasn't really a matchup. We had we never had uh since eighties, we never really had two teams where it was like, oh, you're like nice and you're nice as well. Everybody's always it's always if you watch the finals, it's always like a landslide some somewhere. It's it's really bad for basketball as a whole. It's bad in NBA. It's really bad. Um, even if the Nets win, I feel like they'll probably do it once or twice. Like mentally, like, yo, let's keep this team together, see if we can get another one. Then after they get to, it's just like, all right. You feel me? Because I just feel like it's so much pressure about getting rings now, and it's like people are washing away people's whole careers because you didn't have a wing. Like, yo, this dude averaged a triple-double his whole career, but he ain't win a ring. So it's like, it's that pressure of, mm-hmm. I just need a ring. So now it's like, I don't even think KD went out his way. Everybody's trying to blame KD for this recruitment class, but nah, he already had a ring. I OD played. My thing for KD, I'm like, bro, like, yo, it was this summertime, right? Him and Kyrie was on his podcast, and they were like, somebody asked him, hey, like, so they told my big threes. And he's like, there's no more big threes. They're all, they're all duos. Like, it's like me and Kyrie, LeBron, AD, Paul George, mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard, right? Yo, now you guys have a, a, a monster squad. And it's like, yo, like, where was all this talk before? Like, oh, yeah, well, you know, duos can still get it done. But you hear recruiting every all-star in the last 10 nah, years. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, the pressure to get a ring is still not there for him. And at this point, he's having fun. He wants to play with his friends. And he'll probably say, like, yo, you want, like, you want, to, you want to win, come play with me. But the pressure it was before to get the ring is not there. He already has two. He knows what it feels like. So now he can say stuff like, I'm not ring chasing. Because you already got the rings. <laughs> so when you think about it, I feel like there's a different mo- there's a different motivation. Like, of course, they want to win a ring. But for KD, it's, yo, I want to win without Steph. They said I couldn't win without Steph and, and that monster over there. And for Kyrie, is yo, I, I'm trying to win without LeBron. They said I couldn't win without LeBron. But in the grand scheme of things, like, y'all still created the Monstar squad. So, like, in a sense, it's like, yo, y'all still messing up basketball. And if Steph goes with LeBron, that's just, that's, like, it's it's just whack, bro. <laughs> like, across the back. board as well. That would be so lit. That would be No, scary. it's, yo, you're saying it's lit because it's going to be exciting basketball in a sense of the greatest score ever with the sole, quote-unquote, go to this era. And if that Brooklyn Nets team – so, like, it's going to be great to see them wash everybody, but we already know who's going to the finals. So, like, is it really – like, that's not – That's how it was in the 80s. I'm, I'm fine with that. Like, then then you had – We wasn't around for the 80s. You can't, you can't speak on that. We wasn't around for that. That's how it was in the 80s, based on my historical context. But then you had this right. young gunner named Michael Jordan who came in and said, yo, cut this out, right? Now you have the young gunner called Lamelo. He's gonna be like, yo, cut this crap out. So you know. What oh, I mean? did you just put Lamelo okay. in the same sentence with Michael Jordan? I gotta move the car. The car not even on. <laughs> I'm not gonna move the car. Well, nah, it, you know, as somebody who likes to see real competition and it's whack, but at the same time, it's gonna make money. So I guess if you want to see a couple games of that. But my bigger beef with the NBA is like, yo, can y'all put more teams on TV? I'm tired of seeing the same eight. Teams play on TV every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday, Friday. If I see Boston and Milwaukee and Dallas 
and the Clippers, I'm going to pull my hair out. Like, yo, it's other teams in the league. I don't care if they suck. We don't want to see these other teams. This is why they get hurt. This is why LeBron hurt. He tired of playing on TV. Like, <laughs> come on, bro. Yeah. Between the Bucks right. and the Sixers. I've I seen them nine times already. Like, come on, bro. All right, I'm sorry. All right, so <laughs> we got what? I guess you got two more rants, and we're going to do a start bench cut. So I think one of your yeah. other rants was uh, the AI Kyrie comparison. Wow, what, yeah. how do you feel about that? What do you- um, so I was one of my friends said Kyrie's probably the most skilled player ever, and that really ticked me off because I'm like, do you know how long basketball history is? And you're gonna sit up here and say this guy is the most skilled player ever? Like, do you know like Pistol Pete was like scoring like 50 points without a three point line? Like, it's like it's it's. It's frustrating that this generation now, whatever they see, they feel like that's the greatest thing ever, and they try to do away what happened before. But I just felt like that was a really bold statement. But aside from that, I'm just like, do y'all not understand what Allen Iverson did for the game impact-wise? Like, this guy was really different. Like, I uh, Kyrie, to me, he still takes a lot of dribbles to do what he needs to do. It looks good, <laughs> but he takes a whole bunch of dribbles. And does it translate the wins? Like, you feel me? Like, it looks good, but what does it really? Yeah. What does it really translate to? So, because we could say that for James Harden, like he scores very, very easily. T Mac was one of the smoothest scores ever, but what does it actually translate to? So, for you to say something like that is just like that's very bold, and it's like you got somebody named Michael Jordan that played. <laughs> somebody named Kobe Bryant that played, right? You got you know it's somebody named Steph Curry still playing. Like that's a hard, that's a very bold statement. Um, I just don't like the comparisons because I'm like I used to play in a totally different era, totally different era. Hand checking all that, like to the point where they banned his move. So it's like you can't compare this guy, somebody who had a move banned, changed the defense for this guy. I get it. So it's just like, that's, we're not going to do that. This guy was the MVP of our league. So we're not going to say this guy was the, like, with this, where's the comparison? I get it. They're little guys. They dribble. They drop people. But it got to be bigger than that in terms of what this guy did. His rookie year, he went five games of 40 or more as a rookie. That's, you know what I mean? Don't get me twisted. Don't get it twisted. Kyrie's a bucket. But it's like, okay, what else? <laughs> we get it. He's a bucket. Iverson was a bucket, but Iverson it went somewhere. No LeBron, Kyrie's not getting no team to the finals. I agree. Hey, that's, he's just a bucket, bro. So, all right. So now, stop that. Do you have you want to talk about your Knicks or not? <laughs> All right, let's get this start bench cut. You got to <laughs> give me a start bench cut for this week. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Start Bench Cut, where we have to start a player, bench a player, and unfortunately, we have to make a hard decision of cutting a player. Let's go with start bench cut. I'm going to let everybody know we were was, we was trying to figure out who to do this week. Did we come up with a third guy? Mmm. I, we I said Luca. I can look at youth movement one, but I don't. I don't have anything off my head. Like we said, Luca, Dirk, and oh, actually, you know Dirk. what? I actually have one. 
Come on. All right. So, hey, start bench cut, all right? This one. Best. So, so in-game dunkers, right? Vince Carter, Sean Kemp, Blake Griffin. Mm, that's got tough, him. bro. Got that's him. Tough. Got him. Got him. Um. Yeah, <laughs> I feel, nah, because I feel like Sean Kemp and Blake, they're their prime of their their tenure of them throwing it on people, violating it happened at like it, it ended, it started to end it at the same time mm-hmm. in terms of length. But I, Vince is definitely number one. Like we not even gonna do that. He jumped over it. somebody who was like seven, like jumped over. He saw <laughs> 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 he jumped over, you know what I mean? I'm gonna go Blake just because. He palmed, he palmed the dude's head in the air. Like, he palmed his head. Like, he went baseline, he jumped, he palmed his head. Like, oh, then he caught it and spent. This was all the same game. This was on the Knicks, the beloved Knicks. He palmed Mosgolf's head. Then he smithed off Gallinari and threw it on Mosgolf again. I'm like, nah, this guy's got <laughs> Like, don't get me twisted. Everybody know the Sean Kent point, but Blake, Blake, Blake was disrespectful, bro. Like, but he wasn't try- trying to be disrespectful. You feel me? Like, I'm just trying to dunk you in the way. So he just like, I'm just like, you move your head right quick. Like, so we're gonna go Vince, Blake, Sean Kemp. I don't feel like you could that's hard, bro. All right, I'm, I'm gonna go uh I'm gonna go, I'ma start Vince, I'ma bench Sean, and I'ma bench Blake. I mean, cut I'm Blake. not mad at that. I don't feel like you could really go wrong, but I want to hear why you put why you pick so, Sean Kemp over over Blake. Because I feel like I, just how you said it, like yeah, Blake. Had, I feel like Blake moments was like too few, right? Like he had the mosque off like four times or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. It was like he he violated the same person four different times. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he had a few dunks here and there. I feel like Sean Kemp didn't matter who was in my way. I'm throwing this down. And then, like, he, he broke a few backboards. Right? It's like, yo, like, get off of me. Like, nobody's stopping me. And then, Listen, yeah, I, I, yeah, Sean Kemp is different. I love both of them, bro. Like, I really do love both of them. It ain't like, you know, I'm, you know, you can't really go wrong with that. I'm not mad at yours. I just feel like for this one, I was stuck. But I had to pick. But <laughs> I, really, I really wouldn't pick because that's bananas. Like, I really wanted to go back to the comparison videos. I know you tell me it's a lot of work, but we need – we. It, it would be more for educational purposes because the kids don't know. They don't know. They see Blake now. Like, hey, please, I. They know Blake from Detroit for not dunking for two years, so they don't know what Blake was. They don't even know what Amari Stoudemire was. So I know they don't know who the Rain Man was. They don't know who that is. <laughs> hey, man, who is that? What? He's like, it's the rain around him? Like, they don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's yeah, it's, it's different, bro. But I, I encourage I encourage everybody listening, go check out Sean Kip Dunks, go check out Blake Griffin on the Clippers, and y'all just watch. Like y'all don't even have to pick. I just want y'all to watch and watch must see TV, get some popcorn, tell your girl pull up, babe. I want you to watch this with me. Tell the kids, yo, come. I'm gonna show y'all somebody who's the dunk. Y'all can lie to the kids. Yeah, that was me in high school. Like do all do all of that. You feel <laughs> <know what laughs> me? <laughs> But now nah, you can't you can't go wrong with that. That was tough. That was tough.
All right, all right, all right, day. That's our show for us. Uh, we was a bunch of old men on our lawns, you know what I mean? Get off our lawns, whatever, whatnot. But I'm your host, your best host, Nam, DK Premium Nam, alongside my man, Real to Real. Please follow the us on co-host. all social media at sportsredefined.com. Yes, Yo, we out. Peace. We out. Peace, peace. I need it all.